Welcome to the Art of Self Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Tompkins, and I believe the key to living a fulfilling and successful life begins with the knowledge of ourselves. In this podcast, we'll explore the practical principles of personal development, spirituality, and well being. On each episode, I'll share my experiences and expert advice to empower you on your journey of self-discovery and ultimately to live a life you want by mastering your emotions, thoughts, and habits. Okay, today let's talk about the number one element, strategy, concept, whatever you want to call it, so that you can achieve your goals without wearing yourself out. Been talking a lot about goals, always talking about goals, because I truly believe that When you are fulfilling your goals, your soul goals, the ones that are deep, the ones that call to you, the ones that are coming from an inner place, you will manifest the life that you want. You will create your best life. You will experience the type of life that's so good, you probably have never even been able to really dream of it, right? So this is part four. This is the last of my series on mastering your manifestation process. So if you're just now tuning in, it's your first episode you've listened to. I highly recommend either listening to this one. If if this title brought you in and you're like, ooh, I want to know about that, listen to this one. Then go back and listen to parts one through three of this series. And if you have been following along, welcome, welcome back. So glad to have you here. Okay, this one strategy by far has allowed me to go after my goals to be in the the active embodiment, in the active sort of like action-taking process, part of manifesting, fulfilling your goals. So this one element has allowed me to go through the process of the actions needed, keeping the mindset where it needs to be, meaning having my thoughts and my feelings working in alignment, working in the highest good so that my actions reflect that, right? And every action I take helps me get closer to the goal and do it without being stressed. I'm gonna say, I don't know if you have because I don't know all of you personally, But I would be really confident in saying that I think most of us have had experiences when we are in the process of fulfilling our goals. We can do it in a way sometimes that even if we get the result we want, man, the journey to get there is like, I'm good, right? You're like, that was interesting, right? I don't want it to be air quotes, hard air quotes, interesting. I want it to be like, ooh, mm, that was good, right? We want the journey, the the experience of fulfilling the goals to be like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll take more of that, please. And the one strategy that's helped me do that is a couple of things. Well, it's one strategy, but I think it's sort of like one strategy and like strategy one and then point 1.0. So let's get into it. Number one. Plan your plans or in another way, like plan the process. You know what I'm saying? Like plan the process. When you identify the goals, right? And we've talked about this through parts one through three of this series. When you become aware of your goals, either it's a calling or you become aware of it through just gaining clarity and then identifying your goals, 
and then figuring out or becoming aware to like, oh, there's multiple ways to achieve goals, right? So in part two of the series, I talked about finding your unique manifestation process, right? And of course, this is when, of course, I'm saying manifestation. So I'm sure a lot of you have sort of gleamed from that, that I'm talking about it being in a non sort of like, I guess, more the scientific approach. So things like smart goals and smarter goals, right? There's other ways to fulfill your goals. And there's different ways of sort of creating the process in which you're going to do that. Because for a lot of people, things like the SMART goals are not really effective or even what they call the SMARTER goals, right? So if you've never heard of SMART goals, SMART is the acronym for your goal should be specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. And the reason, and there's been a lot of sort of like studies and deep dives into why the SMART goals aren't really efficient for some people. Even the smarter, as they call them, the smarter goals, which is specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time-bound, evaluate and reward. A lot of this has not been successful for folks who are trying to achieve their goals and through their own process because with both the smart goals and the smarter goals, there are a couple of pieces in here that are difficult for folks to move past. And it's difficult sometimes because it creates an opportunity for us to judge ourselves, shame ourselves. And those emotions, those feelings obviously do not promote the most positive action taking, right? So what are those couple of pieces? So with the measurable goals, okay, with the measurable part of the SMART goal, the M standing for measurable means that you want to know, it's sort of like setting many milestones, if you will, in between. It's like, how do you evaluate whether your goal was achieved or not? So what happens is when people create these SMART goals, and it's saying to you, you need to have something where you can evaluate whether you achieve the goal or not. For some folks, myself included, if you don't hit that ultimate goal, then people sometimes interpret that as that they failed, okay? And when folks feel like they failed at something, if you feel like you failed at something, right? If you think you failed, then you have feelings around failure, right? And if I ask you right now just to think, like, how do you think you would feel or how have you felt? Because we've all failed at something before. So when you have failed at a thing, how did you feel? Depending on where you are in sort of like your self-awareness or mindfulness journey, you know, there's a lot of feelings that could come up. Uh, And for a good amount of folks, those feelings are not necessarily conducive to continuing to take action. Right. So there's feelings like the shame. There's feelings like judgment. There's feelings of inadequacy sometimes that can come up. Now, the feeling isn't necessarily, it doesn't necessarily have to be a fact or remain a fact for you. But I am very big on like, let's acknowledge the feeling, let's identify it so that we can then take appropriate action. 
And so that measurable part in the SMART or SMARTER goals acronym really can be detrimental for a lot of people, okay? And that's why it doesn't really work because it's like, well, I didn't achieve the ultimate goal, so I have failed. And really, there's so many sort of like bridge goals, and I'm going to actually do an episode on that. They're like the little milestones. You know, I believe that goals are milestones to manifesting the life that you want, the best life you can possibly have in your experience in this lifetime. But within those milestones, there are, uh, there are smaller milestones, there are smaller goals that you achieved that a lot of times we do not give a lot of attention to, right? And it's like, so if your goal is to write a book and like that's the ultimate goal, if you and you and you say, OK, and, and measurable, right, or time based. Right. So that's the other thing. The T in the smart is the time base It's like giving yourself a specific time frame. So if you say the goal is to write a book and I want to do it in six months and you didn't complete, you didn't, you know, complete the book from start to finish. It's ready to go out to editors or publishers by the six month mark. Then you feel like, oh, I didn't hit the goal. So the goal is not achieved. But what if you didn't necessarily complete it, but you got six chapters done, right? So you get six chapters done. That is a smaller sort of like milestone. Those are like the smaller goals. That is a bridge goal to the ultimate larger goal that you did hit. And so it's important to embrace that and celebrate that. And a lot of times for some, the mind doesn't let you do that with these smart slash smarter goals. And then that time-based part, again, you want to write the book, complete it, and you want to do it in six months. Okay, well, what if in that time period, a child was born or you had to move homes or locations or, you know, you got the flu? Like, there's so many things that you cannot control that can happen in a certain time span. And again, if you did not complete it within that time that you set forth, a lot of folks then use that as a reason to shame themselves and forget that, okay, we didn't do it in six months, but in the six months, like, look at all what you did do. So that's what I mean when I say plan out how you're, you know, plan out your plan, right? This is why in, in part two, I've shared how you can find other alternatives. So if you're one of those people, you're like, yeah, smart goals don't really work for me. I've tried that. It doesn't work. That's why episode 20, which is part two of the series, was just really, really instrumental. It gives you another option for the process in which you will work towards fulfilling your goals. Okay. So that's what I mean by that. Another reason, and, and I'm pulling this info when I say there's been a lot of like research and commentary done on smart goals. I mean, it's, I'm pulling from Forbes. I'm pulling from Business Insider. Right now, I'm looking at my you know computer screen. So this is not just I decided smart goals don't work. I have worked with clients and we do the smart goal method because that really does work for them. It is very helpful for them. They have a level of self-compassion and healthy self-talk that 
they understand how to nuance these, the acronym, right? And they're not holding it to the letter. But a lot of folks are not like that or their brains simply don't work that way. And so, you know, there's other alternatives. Also in the SMART goal is the A for attainable. This is another area where a lot of research has been done and why SMART goals don't work is the A is attainable. So it's like telling you to create a goal that is realistic, right? Create a goal that's realistic. I used to be in that camp where I was like, no, I'm only going to create goals. Like, I don't want to get ahead of myself, you know, because I don't want to disappoint myself. So let's, what's a goal that's attainable? Here's where the problem lies with that. Hey there, listeners. Right now is absolutely the best time for you to achieve your number one goal. Whatever your goal is, if it keeps calling out to you, it's definitely your calling. I'm currently offering private one-to-one coaching sessions to help women over 30 fulfill your number one goal by your next birthday, even if you're super busy or carry the bulk of the responsibilities in your household. Within our first session, I will help you create your custom soul-centered strategy for success that will propel you closer to achieving your goals in the first 30 days than you've ever been before. Through dedicated weekly coaching sessions, private messaging access in between for accountability, unlimited access, my signature mini trainings and courses, you will be able to take small, simple actions and manifest the life you want by fulfilling one goal at a time. My holistic life and business coaching starts at 3K for three months and payment plans are available. To discuss your goals and learn about how my coaching will help you fulfill them, book a call with me today by visiting soniatompkins.com forward slash book. You can also find the link in my show notes. Folks, when you create goals, when you identify your goal, when you identify like the the best life you can even imagine for yourself, I'm telling you right now, you got to be pretty damn delusional. You got to go with the delusional version of the goal. You got to get comfortable with going with the delusional version of your best life. Because here's the thing. If you simply focus on what you currently, your brain in its current state, based on its past experiences, can imagine for itself, if you can only identify goals from that place, you're going to be very limited. You are automatically limiting yourself when you start from that place, okay? Because our brains can literally only truly confidently think up and I'm again I'm talking from the the, talking about the brain the brain can only confidently come up with scenarios based on what it has previously done or experienced right this is why when you are working towards a goal that you've never done before this is why your nervous system has a hard time regulating. This is why we feel, you know, the stress. This is why we kind of can worry at the beginning. This is why we feel nervousness, right? Because the brain is like, I don't know what to do with this. What? I don't know, right? Where if you allow yourself, not in your brain, not in your logical thinking part of your brain, but if you just allow yourself to imagine Now you're giving the brain permission to go beyond logic. If you dream, right? This is why we have dreams. Dreams are our subconscious. 
happening, sort of like the subconscious starts to come into play, right? Because the conscious brain is like, we ain't never did that, sis. Sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. But the unconscious, right, and and the inner you, your divine self, right, is saying like, oh, we can do this and we can, oh, girl, all these things, right? And so attainable goals really are a limitation in itself. And I'm not saying that we need to just throw logic and thought process out of the window. I'm saying that when you identify the goal, let the goal be delusional. Let the dream be out of this world. And then once we solidify that, then we can let the logical brain, thinking brain, the strategizing brain come in and help us figure out how we could possibly get there. And if your brain doesn't even let you go there, this is why you hire someone like me. Because I'm telling you what, one of the most interesting things about when I hop on calls with people and they're like, you know, I'm just generally like not really thrilled with my life. I know that there's more, but I don't know what. I challenge that, right? Because I'm the I'm the the why coach. Well, why? Why do you think that? You know, I challenge it. And they'll say like, no, I, I, I don't really, I don't know what I want. And I go, I think you do. Why do you, why do you think you don't know? And there's so much that comes up just in asking that question. Or they'll come and they say, hey, I ultimately want X, Y, Z. This is what I'm trying to do. But I don't really know how to get there. And I go, okay, that's cool. Well, like, what is the ultimate version? Like, what, like, what is it that you really want, right? Like, if you, whatever that thing is, that category that experience right like say if someone says I, I want to travel more and they go oh well, where do you really want to go like where would like where would your dream vacation be or dream travel destination be um I've had people say things like well I mean I think I can go and I mean that's really different I mean I probably want to start by and I'm like sir madam I didn't ask you what you think you can get where you think you can go I ask you where would your dream travel destination be it's always so interesting to me and even when I look at myself experiences that I have had the difference between what I want and what I think I can have right and so this is where the a and the smart goals the attainable becomes a challenge because what we think we can have and what we ultimately want for a lot of us it is a really big difference and we have just not learned how to be comfortable with having a desire having a goal wanting a life living a life being in a relationship that is beyond what we can see for ourselves based on social conditioning past experiences etc. Right? It's so different. So plan your plans. Plan out, right? Plan out like this is how I, I'm planning on going about the process of my goals. And this feels good to me. Smart goals feel good to me. Lean into the human design tool speaks to me. You know, vision boarding speaks to me. That feels really good to me. It feels organic to me. It's all good. There is no one way, you all. There is just 
your way. It's just your way. Okay. So the other element or strategy to achieving your goals without wearing yourself out is to make sure that you're integrating the daily experiences that that you are aware of that are sort of routine for you. Make sure that you are creating your plan of action and fulfilling your goals with this day-to-day life, with this daily experience of your specific life, right? One of the biggest reasons that people get challenged or give up on their goals is because they have the goal, they created a plan, but they didn't plan it based on their life. They just sort of set the plan because this sounds good, but they did not integrate the plan with their lifestyle, their responsibilities, their finances, all of that. And this is where I get a little bit more like brainy and using the brain and using logic and using numbers and all of that. We need to get a little bit more like strategic and in a more like mental capacity is you need both, right? You can't just, and I said this in part one of the series, like you just don't get to be like, oh, I'm my goal is X, Y, Z. And now I'm just going to sit here and meditate my way to it. No, no, I'm sorry. There is some work there. There's going to be some effort here. There's going to be some action. And this is the action. This is part of the action is making sure that the, the way you're going about this fits as well, plays as nice as it possibly can with what is happening in your day-to-day life. Because it is very exhausting trying to do things that contradict the overall structure of your life or your day. So I'll give you an example. When I was homeschooling, and we homeschooled our son for the first, for from grades one through four, and I was still here working from home, running a business, even prior to the, you know, COVID and all of that. It was pointless for me to, create a plan for my business and goals for my business that revolved around me doing things first thing in the morning, right? If I had tasks to do for my business first thing in the morning, I was setting myself up for disaster. Why? Because especially when our son was really younger, it was like, I, you know, mornings are busy, especially when you have children. When you have young children, it's really focused on like making sure that they're getting what they need, their day is getting set up the same, you know, you're helping them and assisting them in getting their day set up. There's breakfast, there's all of these things. There is no magic bullet into like, oh, well, everything's going to go just as planned, right? That doesn't happen. And so if I had created tasks for myself, that would help me, you know, tasks related to fulfilling my goals that required me to do work first thing in the morning. Yeah, setting myself up for frustration. How do I know? Because I was there once, right? I did it. So I know that that creates a ton of uh, frustration for you personally. And then when you're frustrated, then that has a ripple effect to those around you. And so what I learned and, and transitioned to very quickly was, okay, that is absolutely the wrong time of the day for me to try to take action on these things. I'm going to have a better time. I'm going to feel better. And we're going to just have a more cohesive lifestyle. If I work on my business between 12 and 3 or 1230 and and 3 o'clock, right? That's when I'm going to have the 
the energy. We're going to have a little more calm in this house. Homeschool is done. And I can truly focus for these three hours on the tasks at hand, right? And so whether it for you, it's navigating how you work from home or making sure that you are integrating enough physical activity into your day, because maybe that's how you release a lot of mental and emotional stress or challenges. You've got to make sure that the plan for achieving your goals, for fulfilling your goals, has all aspects of who you are and the life that you live intertwined with it. When I do, when I work with my clients, this is what we do. This is like the like calls of one and two. The first like first and second calls, this is what we're doing. So when I say I have my clients set plan and fulfill their goals, this is what we are planning. This is the planning part. We're not just planning the the goal. We're not just planning the logistical steps that need to happen with the goal, or we're not just planning the the mindfulness activities that you'll need to do, the, you know, the self-coaching, the, you know, that part of fulfilling the goals. We're also planning how do you how do you bring your whole self and your whole current circumstances into play so that you have the best chance possible in fulfilling your goal, right? I want to set you up for success. I want my clients to not get in the middle of the plan and be like, this is not working. I can't do it. You know, it's just too hard. We want this to be really simple as possible. And so in the planning process with my clients, this is what we're doing. We're planning like a whole, not just a plan for hitting the goals, but it's a, it's an entire well-being plan, right? So at the end of the process, when you fulfill the goal, you're still a whole person or you have become made whole through the process of fulfilling the goal versus you have been broken down and now you've got to recover, right? You should not have to recover from achieving your most important, most heart-centered goals. Let know. If y'all felt this, if you resonated with this, if you're like, oh my God, that's what's been missing. <laughs> Let me know. Send me a screenshot. Drop a voice message. I'll put that in the show notes um, where you can drop a voice note. You can also always screenshot and tag me or DM me on Instagram or Facebook at Sonia Tompkins. I would love to know how you connected with this episode. You guys, this is it for this special sort of series. I hope you have enjoyed the entire series on learning how to master your manifestation process. Let me know if I should do more series like this in the future or what your thoughts are. Thanks for listening and we'll talk next time.